This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining me on what is the first show after the final weekend of the Premier League before the World Cup starts. So a genuine thank you um, for making sure you stick with us over this period. I hope you're going to Enjoy keeping your Arsenal fix fixed here uh, on the Guna Talk every morning at 8am. The show is going nowhere. We're continuing to bring you all the latest Arsenal news, views, questions and queries from you guys as well across the next six weeks until Arsenal return. We'll, of course, be bringing you additional coverage of Arsenal's friendly games, of which we've got some news to talk about shortly. Uh, and, of course, all of that build up to the transfer window, as well as coverage of Arsenal's lone players and players that have, of course, gone to Qatar to play in the World Cup. So please, if you haven't done so already, drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Only a few tickets remain to sign or win a signed Bakayo Saka football, which has been framed, custom framed for you. Uh, link in the description for the latest football prize. The competition ends on Wednesday. Not many tickets left, so make sure you get involved. Our first story uh, is surrounding that final Premier League game uh, with Manchester United leaving it late in the day to beat Fulham. Fulham have now lost to goals in the last, well, few minutes of a game against Arsenal, against Manchester City and now Manchester United. Uh, it was the young Garnacha that managed to get the last goal. And Burton Leno has been in goal for all three of those late uh, consolations, unfortunately. And that's a really frustrating thing for not only them, but for Arsenal, of course, who could have seen City drop points, could have seen um, Manchester United drop points as well. But they pick up yet another victory with Cristiano Ronaldo not playing. We'll talk about him very shortly as well. I just realised I've not said good morning to people in the chat box. Good morning to Matt G and Peter and Olu and Paul. Good morning to Black Shine and Granddaddy Guna. Good morning to Carl and PJ and Alpha and Nikolai and Dave too. I hope you're having a great time. I should say that whilst we haven't obviously got any Arsenal games to look forward to, we'll be doing some members preview, uh, members uh, podcasts across the World Cup, probably covering and talking about the World Cup. So don't worry, members 
content for you guys will still be coming as well. And for everybody, it's just the members get to come on the show to have a chat. We'll also be doing some of our phone-in shows as well. Uh, Tommy Asu travels for the World Cup. He, of course, was not involved in Arsenal's squad that beat Wolves 2-0 on Saturday evening. Uh, one of the big reasons for that is because he's already been cl- given clearance to leave to join up with his national side ahead of the World Cup, which kicks off, of course, this Friday. Yeah, very, very quickly is the World Cup coming around until it kicks off. So uh, strap in. It's going to be a intriguing tournament, I'm sure, full of ups and downs and some really nervy moments, I think, for Arsenal fans regarding the fitness of some of their players. But Tomiyasu is said to be training and trying to get ready to return to full fitness for Japan's first game of the World Cup. Uh, Tyrese John Jules has unfortunately suffered an injury whilst away with Ipswich. Now, John Jules has suffered... A continuing run of injuries whilst away on loan at a number of different clubs. This is unfortunately a big, big blow for him. Things were going quite well for him at Ipswich. He was doing okay. You know, nowhere near the kind of levels that's ever going to see him, I think, get a future at Arsenal. However, we want him to do well. We really do wish him the best and fastest and swiftest recovery from this latest problem. But it does seem now a matter of time until Tyrese John Jules' tenure at Arsenal as a player that should have been sent upon loan, upon loan, upon loan does indeed come to an end. Charlie Patino got a fantastic assist in Blackpool's unfortunate defeat after they received a red card just 17 minutes into the game. Uh, Managed to take the lead through Gary Medina after Charlie Patino played a fantastic pass forwards, progressive long ball. If you haven't yet gone and watched the highlights of that game, please do. But unfortunately, Blackpool couldn't hold on to that. They conceded in the 54th minute to James McLean, a name that you'll probably remember from the Premier League years. Uh, and Curtis Tilt uh, scored in the 88th minute to concede Blackpool to victory. The defeat leaves Blackpool down in 23rd place in the championship and very much in danger of a potential relegation. However, what I would say is that there is just one point separating them from 21st place West Brom and just two points separating them from 18th place Bristol City and three points from 17th place Stoke. It's very close down the bottom of the table. In fact, there's just seven points between Blackpool in 23rd and Reading in in uh, 12th place with 29 points. So very close indeed. And Blackpool are going to need to rely on Charlie Patino to get themselves out of that problem. Uh, Nuno Tavares missed one of the worst misses you may ever see. However, he had his blushes spared thanks to Sayag Kalasinac, of all people, popping up in the 98th minute to give Marseille a 3-2 win away at Monaco. Goals from Alexis Sanchez and Jordan Veratou saw a third ex-Premier League player in Kalasinac score in the 98th minute to give Marseille their victory. Uh, very impressive uh, that Marseille are having this t- season that they're having. But if you haven't seen Nuno Tavares' miss, it is quite the bad one. Cross comes in from the right-hand side at pace, across the box. All he has to do is tap it in, keep it in control, and he skies it over the bar. Unfortunate. It would have been his fourth goal of the season. Um, but he'll have to make do with just celebrating the three points and trying to get his next opportunity on target when Liga resumes, of course, after the World Cup. Now, Arsenal have apparently, reportedly, agreed to play a behind-closed-doors friendly against Watford on the 28th of November. Location has not been 100% confirmed, but I imagine it will probably be at London Colney. Of course, Arsenal and Watford share a strong relationship considering their training grounds are back-to-back. Watford took over Arsenal's previous training ground before they built London Colney 
and uh, and moved over. So Arsenal and Watford typically find themselves playing against each other in uh, these kind of annual friendlies. It's becoming a regular thing to get players up to fitness, give them opportunities to play. And a lot of Arsenal players will, of course, still be at home and available to play in this game. Giving you a quick run through of the players that we're expecting to still be at the club. Of course, Carl Hine will be there with Ramsdale and Turner both going off to the World Cup. Uh, Kieran Tierney, Gabriel uh, Magaliash. We've got Rob Holding, Cedric Suarez, Alexander Zinchenko will still all be there. We've also got Martin Odegaard, Emil Smith-Rowe, Fabio Vieira, Albert Sambi Lakonga. Uh, and Mohamed Elneny from the midfielders will be there. And from our forwards, Eddie Nketiah, Reese Nelson and Marquinhos will, of course, still be at Arsenal and developing and training and trying to up their abilities ahead of a potential Premier League return. Eddie Nketiah is the one, I think, to watch, as, as I think that with Brazil potentially getting as far as feasibly possible in the tournament, we may see Eddie Nketiah start Arsenal's potential first Premier League game back, depending on how long they're going to give the likes of Gabriel Jesus rest. That said, if Gabriel Jesus doesn't start, which he isn't, I don't think, expected to, they may just want to start him immediately when he comes back. However, that is a potential uh, thing about one uh, about one to watch. Uh, moving forwards, Artem Wenger uh, completed, not completed, he always has to do his interviews and ask, answer questions on being sports, but asked about Arsenal's potential title challenge. He says, uh, yeah, personally, I would put Arsenal just behind City, uh, Arsenal are the second best team to have a good chance to win the Premier League because Man City at some stage will focus highly on the Champions League. I think Arsenal and City are the best challengers and I think we don't know about Liverpool but they are already so far behind Arsenal and Man City. It is a mountain to climb and Chelsea as well do not look consistent at the moment and they have not found the confidence to contend to win the league. So, yes, even our former manager, Mr. Arsene Wenger, backing Arsenal as potential title challengers, which is obviously very, very positive to see. Now, in what has been one of the... I don't... This is obviously a massive story in terms of a Manchester United side of things. Much, much less regarding Arsenal. However, Arsenal were talked about by Cristiano Ronaldo in what is one of the craziest interviews I've ever seen whilst the player still remains at their club. However, Ronaldo has said, since Sir Alex Ferguson left, I saw no evolution in the club, but you have some things inside that don't help us reach the top level as City, Liverpool and even now Arsenal. Now, this was a small part of a larger interview in which he sat down with some journalist uh, to talk about uh, his kind of situation at Manchester United, in which he talked about a lack of respect for Eric Ten Hag, because Eric Ten Hag didn't have, doesn't have, apparently, respect for him. He also talked at length about the fact that uh, Ralph Ranić wasn't a coach. It is one of the most entitled speeches you've ever seen. You know, at the end of the day, if Ronaldo is by far one of the greatest footballers based on ability to grace the planet. But as a person, and this goes way beyond football, you know, goodness me, um, there is some really questionable things about his character. And uh, just talking about this interview specifically, it's just one of those. However, I did see a funny tweet that was like, isn't it nice for once to see a player having a meltdown and it's not about Arsenal, <laughs> which I did find quite funny. Um, anyway, uh, that completes all of today's stories, except for one very sad one who I haven't made a slide for because someone in the chat box reminded me of this story. Uh, we do have some sad news, and that is that Tony Adams 
has unfortunately lost his place in Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, Tony Adams was injured, and despite being in the bottom two, of which that means he would have had to go through a dance-off, yes, I'm serious, uh, to get through to the next round, uh, he was unable to compete in that because of an injury and forfeited and exited. Now, we all know the reason why Tony Adams was in the bottom two this week. Arsenal happened to be playing in the evening on a, on a Saturday, which is at the same time as Strictly Come Dancing, which means the Arsenal hype, the Arsenal fans could not find themselves to be dragged away from watching us against Wolves to vote for Tony Adams, which is a shame because it would have been hilarious to kind of go against the establishment, if you will, and vote Tony Adams all the way through to the final. But he's done exceptionally well. He did a really good speech after his dance, talking about mental health and trying to bring more attention to that and addiction, of course, as well. Um, so if you haven't gone and watched his speech at the end of his time in the competition, I'd encourage you to do so. I think it was very well said. And uh, yeah, fair play to him. Fair play to him. Anyway, uh, let's move on to part two, right after I tell you about not only the dancing shoes of Tony Adams, but certainly the safe shoes you can find yourself sitting in or sulking in or standing in or some other analogy that fits shoes a lot more kindly. And that, of course, is the excellent service of NordVPN, which can bring you great security while surfing the internet online. Uh, what it can do is also is change your geolocation. So if you happen to be elsewhere in the world, whilst you want to use your typical home broadcasting apps that don't work whilst you're abroad, just hop over to wherever you happen to want to be, which is obviously the UK, if you're from the UK, and that's where your apps work from. Say, for instance, if I go abroad and I want to go and watch, I don't know, some reality TV series that no one likes, and I can't typically use my usual broadcasting apps. I just change my location to the UK, and I can hop straight on as if it's nobody's business, and it certainly is nobody's business, just like all the things that you want to do on the internet, which you can make nobody's business by having the security of NordVPN keeping you safe and secure as you surf the net. With the code nordvpn.com slash guna, you can get yourself a massive discount on a subscription, including four months free. And if you don't like the service, you can get a 30-day money-back guarantee as well. Who can say any fairer than that link in the description? But as I say, just go to nordvpn.com slash guna to get yourself involved with our latest sponsor. Right, let's go to part two, your question, queries, thoughts, and theories right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Okay, let's go to part two and the questions. First of all, thank you. There's nearly 700 of you tuning in on a Monday morning. Of course, the first show after the Premier League finishes. That means a hell of a lot to me. So thank you so much for everybody that is doing that. Um, Olu says, morning, Tom. Arsenal have played eight of their 14 away, winning, uh, winning how many? Six and keeping a clean sheet in six of them as well. Uh, C have played six of 14 away, winning just three. Is this an advantage? Oh, that's a great statistic, Alu. I love that. Yeah, absolutely it's an advantage. Of course, we played away at Stamford Bridge. Uh, we still need to go to Anfield. We still need to go to the Etihad. We still need to go to Spurs. 
But we've been to Old Trafford as well. We still need to go to St. James's Park, of course. So there's some big away games that we still need to play. But we've also gone to Palace, where we lost last season. We've also gone to Brentford, where we lost last season. We've also gone to Southampton, where we lost last season. And we didn't lose those games. In fact, we won at Palace and Brentford. So we've improved upon those fixtures specifically. Um, we've gone to Wolves, which historically has been a little bit of a tricky place. I know we won there last season but it's still been a bit of a tricky place for us to go at some occasions. We're going to have to go to some other difficult grounds as well. But yeah, it's a great stat. And the fact that they have played more away, less away games than us certainly leans in Arsenal's favour. Um, Amira says, do the Arsenal feel-good stories ever bring a tear to your eye? Xhaka's redemption arc, Martinelli wanting to stay forever. Martinelli got thriving now. He's finally found a place to call home. I wouldn't say they've brought a tear to my eye, Amira. And to be honest, I'm a bit of a stone when it comes to emotion. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I very much have appreciated the emotive uh, side of those stories, specifically Granite Xhaka. You know, uh, when watching the Amazon documentary, he talked about, you know, when we followed him into his home and he was talking to his wife and about the abuse that he suffered. And I'm sure that there are people who watch this, um, you know, who watch this show that have criticised, potentially in a past life, even sent unfortunate abuse to Granite Xhaka and have realised now that that was the wrong thing to do, you know. And that's fine. You know, if you've sent abusive messages in the past, obviously that's not the right thing to do. But we're very much all about being able to change who you are here uh, and not cancelling people. So if you ever in the past regret maybe some of the messages or comments or tweets that you left, but now recognise how that was wrong and that also that we've now seen a Xhaka turn around his career, fair play to you and more power to you indeed. Uh, Wilson says, how many players do Arsenal need to bring for January and why? For me, realistically, I think Arsenal are going to be looking at two. How many do they need? Well, is there really a number that you couldn't put on it? If Arsenal can move on a significant number of players in January, which won't happen, you'd look at potentially bringing in more. But I think two players are going to be key and that for me is the midfield and one of those versatile forwards that we talk about quite often. Um, let's go to uh, Igbo, who says, uh, I asked yesterday if signing Facundo and Danilo in January would help the team compete. Um, well, I mean, Facundo in terms of competition, I don't know. Obviously, he's got a certain level of quality that I don't know how it would transition to the Premier League. He is a player that obviously plays at a much lower level in MLS than what we currently play at. That said, we've seen players move from the MLS to big teams and compete well. However, it has taken some other players like Miguel Almiron, for instance, a fair few years to adjust to the new level. So I'm not sure how immediate his impact would be. Danilo, on the other hand, again, a player coming from another league that you would say is competitively lower than that of um, the Premier League. However, I do look at the Brazilian league as a more established and higher quality level of, of competition than MLS is right now. And we've seen plenty of players able to come over and make an immediate impact like Gabriel Martinelli, for instance, who came in from Brazil, not the top league in Brazil, but certainly from the Brazilian leagues. And it shows that talent and quality that's coming from the nation. I think that Danilo would be able to show certainly a strong level of competition and competitiveness in the midfield. So yeah, I think they would be able to help the team. But I think I'd rather see us go for a higher caliber player than Facundo Torres. But I think Danilo would be a really strong option for Arsenal to bring in. Uh, let's go to Jason says, finally, I'm seeing you live, watching live from Trinidad. Wow, that's amazing. Um, Trinidad and Tobago. Just remember some World Cup memories of Brent Sancho getting his hair pulled by Peter Crouch to score. Completely unfair. Wasn't spotted by the referee at the time. So uh, there's a World Cup moment from Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, Wilson, why on earth are some pundits like Gary Neville so bitter about Arsenal? I cannot stand him right now, Tom. 
it's I've actually written about this. Um, I've said it's a real shame that Gary Neville has kind of unfortunately devolved into an Arsenal critic because Gary Neville used to be one of the few pundits that would actually kind of give Arsenal more credit in the past. He always said if it isn't Man United that isn't going for the title, he used to say he'd want it to be Arsenal. Unfortunately, I think that some of his comments that were probably a little bit rash, especially the ones at the start of last season against Ben White, have rolled up enough Arsenal fans that he now can't escape the abuses, and which isn't right. You, know, you shouldn't be going to sending abuse towards Gary Neville. No one should. However, below that level of abuse, which is wrong, there is a level of criticism that is fair. And I think that also there's a level of criticism being aimed towards him that I don't think he's dealing with particularly well. And it is undermining a lot of his points regarding the club. There is going to be, a, if Arsenal go all the way, you know, and manage to c- compete for the title right up until the end, and who knows, maybe even win it, fingers crossed, touch wood. Um, we hopefully will see people like Gary Neville, you know, turn around and give Arsenal the credit they deserve. We'll have to wait and see. But it's going to be a lot of humble pies for a lot of people, not just critics of Arsenal, but even Arsenal fans that have had huge doubts about the club. Humble pies galore will be eaten, and probably happily, I hope, at least. Um, Mohamed says, hi, Tom. For me, there are three conditions to keep competing with City. Doing good in the toughy January schedule, uh, adding two good players in the market and keeping everyone fit away from injuries. Of course, one of those is out of our control. Two of those are in our control. Uh, and we have the January window to try and use to attack the league. And we need to obviously be able to be competitive in those January fixtures as well. We play Spurs, Man United, Newcastle, plus we've got an FA Cup fixture in there. So there's a lot of there's a lot of football to play. Um, and I think that that's what we have to try and focus on managing ourselves. But we have nothing regarding um, we have nothing regarding uh, what's the word I'm looking for injuries, kind of managing injuries. Uh, I've seen a couple of questions about a topic that I'm going to be very honest with you guys. I don't care. I'm just not going to be talking about it. Uh, you can probably guess what that topic is. I don't care. Um, so I'm not going to be talking about it. Dave says, what is the level of attractiveness to a player coming into the really big uh, coming? What is the level of attractiveness to a player coming in to be really competitive rather than a player guaranteed minutes? Because we know that Saka and Partey are definite starters. Right. I think I'm going to try and translate your question, Dave, from some rapid typing that probably uh, <laughs> threw you off a bit. Um, what I mean, in the level of attractiveness to a player coming in to be competition to someone else, I suppose is that they're going to be coming into a side that is competing for a title. So there's a chance that they could obviously win silverware. They obviously know that when they're looking at players like Nicolas Pepe, who was brought in for 72 million quid, you know, and Tierney, who looked a certain starter. There's evidence of players either being brought through the academy like Saka or brought in by Mikel Arteta himself, like Zinchenko, that will get opportunities despite there being obvious starters in their way. And I think that's the clear thing and the clear uh, argument that Arsenal can make is that if you're good enough, you'll play. And also there's plenty of opportunities for rotation with the amount of games that Arsenal will need to play as well. Uh, Akaka says, uh, hi, Tom. Is there a possibility of Yuri Tuleman signing in January now that there are Barca rumours about him? And who do you think we should bring as a replacement for Partey? Well, firstly, we don't need to replace Partey. We just need to find a competitor. I like Danilo as a potential option. I think he's a really good option for Arsenal to go for. In terms of the Tillemans side of things, Barcelona can sign a pre-contract agreement with Tillemans if they would wish to, and if Tillemans agrees to it in January. Arsenal can't sign a pre-contract agreement with Tillemans in January because we're a club of the same nation that he currently plays for. However... There has been rumours about potential agreements verbally with Tielemans throughout you know, the, this period of time where negotiations have been going on between his personal agents and representatives and Arsenal. 
if a club moves in and Leicester accepts a bid in January and Tillemans is open to the move, that may then force Arsenal's hand in January. That may be how that deal goes through. But my expectation is that he will probably wait until the end of the season, get a free move, big signing on fee, very decent wages. It suits him more to do that than it does uh, making a move in January. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, let's scroll down. Um, Nizakit says, uh, hi, Tom. Uh, I was watching the Fulham and Man United match yesterday. Do you think there is a chance for Arsenal to sign Palinha? He played amazing. Yeah, there is. Uh, I think that he's a player that Arsenal will be looking at and watching. I don't know this for certain. This is me speculating. But I'd be shocked if we weren't having a look at someone like him who's, you know, made that step up to the Premier League, was playing well for Sporting in in Liga Portugal uh, last season and the season before. Uh, How old is Israel Palinha now? Uh, Let's have a quick check. Israel Palinha is, he's 27. So he's of that kind of age that you're going to invest in a player that's probably going to be with you until he finishes his his prime years. So you're not going to get too much in terms of sell-on for Palinha, but we didn't have that when we signed Thomas Partey either, and he's been a great option for us. So certainly not a bad option to to suggest at all. Uh, Matty says, hi, Tom, I need your honest opinion on Kieran Tierney. Are you concerned that his situation may continue if he can't be a regular in the team? Do we now consider selling him? In terms of Kieran Tierney, it will be down, I think, to him. If he is happy to be competitive and to rotate and to try and get into the team when he can, then we'll keep him. However, if he is a player that wants to be guaranteed more starting minutes, which I would assume that he is, I think that he will look potentially for a new club that I predict could be a side like Newcastle I wouldn't be surprised to see Newcastle identify Kieran Tierney as a potential option for them to try and sign other teams like Real Madrid have even been reportedly interested in him as well Napoli have had an interest in Tierney in the past too who knows whether or not he'll leave in the summer however Arsenal need to be ruthless with their squad I think that we can, most of us at least, would agree that Zinchenko is probably our best starting option at left-back right now in the squad. And that makes a back five that's been entirely signed then by Mikel Arteta with Ramsdale, uh, White, Saliba. Uh, sorry, not Saliba, because he wasn't signed by Arteta, I suppose. But if you had White in there, you would have um, Tomiyasu, White, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Ramsdale. But with Saliba, of course, in there, um, it cancels that argument out. But you've still got a back five that can play. And then Saliba's come into a team that was you know, renewed, hopefully, by Arteta in the future. And we've seen other players renewed by Arteta, like Gabriel Martinelli. Saka, of course, Emile Smith-Rowe been renewed despite coming through the academy. Martinelli was signed before Arteta arrived, but he's renewed him. So maybe Saliba can also be renewed by Arteta and becomes effectively a player that's been given that. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Given the uh, initiations, probably not the right word, approval, that's the word I'm looking for. Given that approval to be part of his squad and who wouldn't want to approve William Saliba. Tierney as well, to be fair, did sign a new deal under Arteta too. So there's that argument there. But I think that Kieran Tierney will fetch Arsenal a very decent fee if they decide to sell. And it's not surprising to see that type of move happen. You know, big teams move on big players. City, look at it this summer. Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus got them big money, more money than they bought them for. And they've made a profit on two players that helped them win four Premier League titles. And then they've moved on and brought a better player in Erling Haaland. So who knows? They've got Joao Cancelo as well now playing at left back. So, you know, it's it's very easy in that position to be OK with losing those players. But Arsenal will know that they'll probably have to sign somebody if Tierney does move on. Because I don't see Tavares 
being the backup option for Zinchenko, to be honest. Uh, Marcus says, Tom, did your link but not show the Premier League table? Come on, Tom. Uh, show, don't let us down. I can't just keep throwing up the Premier League table every show. It actually takes a lot of effort and d- distraction in a show to do it. So uh, you all know what it looks like. We're top by five points. Enjoy it while we've got it. Um, Moyne says, hey, Tom, do you think buying a player on the basis of World Cup performance is a good idea? Hmm, this is you know, a fair question and one that I know a lot of clubs have done, including Arsenal You know, in the past. Davos Suka, um, Andre Arshavin. You know, we've signed players based off of the form of them at international tournaments before. And uh, it's not necessarily always worked out for us. James Rodriguez at Real Madrid didn't particularly work out after their massive move to sign him. Um, so it's, it's, it's difficult because you don't want to go off just the World Cup performances. However, there certainly can be stars that emerge from World Cups that go on to do really good things. Um, but it's, to be honest, the more so the players that flop that you remember most. Do you remember, was it Dragovic? Was it, oh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. It was a Russian attacking midfielder that was, at, I want to say, Zenit during the one of the tournaments. Uh, I think Arsenal were being linked to him at the time. He was scoring goals in the group stage. And oh, I don't really know what happened to him after the World Cup. Um, Vito says, uh, would you take Ronaldo if it meant he's not guaranteed playing? No, I wouldn't take Ronaldo at all. <laughs> why would you, why would we do that to ourselves? We don't need the drama. We really do not need the drama. Plus, he's one of those strikers, as we were a bit talking about earlier, that bottlenecks a team. That was a really good word that I wanted credit to whoever it was. I can't remember who it was. Was it Amira that said bottleneck? It was a great terminology to use. But yeah, Haaland's doing it at City a bit now. I don't really want that. I love Jesus because he's so collaborative with the players that we've got. And that's that's the really the big benefit of having someone like him. Uh, Raf says, I just hope the World Cup allows us to negotiate and compete uh, or complete deals early. Danilo, because of their season schedule, it makes sense to do a January deal and get it done. Same with the potential signings of Lindstrom and Mudrik. Yeah, that's a, a fair shout, Raf. I think the World Cup existing where it is will allow Arsenal and Edu more time to negotiate. That is only going to be for players that aren't at the World Cup, though. Players that are at the World Cup are going to be very, very difficult to negotiate for. But Mudrik, for instance, who isn't there, Lindstrom is there with Denmark. So if there was ever a deal potentially moving for him, that would have to wait until Denmark were, of course, eliminated, which could happen in the group stage. But I would back them to go through the group. Uh, Danilo, of course, isn't there. So he would be an easier deal to get done um let's go to uh henke ho who says morning tom maybe a weird question but as a journalist and an arsenal fan when is your off when you are off duty do you have a time plan for when you are off the clock um yes that uh, i mean i'm working today on what is usually a 10-6 shift however on a match day it's very different uh if i'm working the game from home i usually start four hours before kickoff and end four hours after kickoff, so two hours after full time, effectively. Um, but uh, you always kind of have to be aware of things. You're always kind of being aware of what's going on in the world of Arsenal. So it's whilst you are certainly not working beyond your eight hours that you're expected to. Uh, it's it's you know, and I, obviously I do the channel as well, so that's an additional thing on top of it. So. You're kind of always working in a way, um, but I do try and have moments where I'm not looking at my phone and I am just with the other half and enjoying some chill and downtime. Uh, 
you know, either chucking on the Xbox for a bit as well can help sometimes. But yeah, I, I do struggle. The big thing I'm struggling with at the moment, I'll be, I, you know, I'm very open and honest with all of you and you guys with stuff like this. The thing I'm struggling with at the moment is, is water. I feel I'm not drinking enough water. So I've ordered myself one of those two liter um, water bottles with a straw in to just have with me all the time because I just feel like I'm not drinking enough and that leads to getting headaches and stuff like that. So yeah. That's that's the main problem for me. The challenge that I'm having right now is uh, is drinking water as much as possible, which is, yeah. Uh, thank you, David, who's reminded me. Alan Zhagoev was the Russian player. Uh, thank you so much for reminding me. That is exactly who I was thinking of. Uh, Ronald says, thoughts on getting Nkunku or Endrick if Chelsea don't get top four? They look like a troubled project that's struggling. Yes, Nkunku was said to have already agreed a potential deal with Chelsea, even completed a secret medical, as was re- uh, reported. However deal isn't signed or done so if he is indeed wanting Champions League football and Chelsea can't make that happen he may intend to then choose somewhere else to go could that be Arsenal maybe Endrick slightly different very young player won't be looking at Chelsea where they are right now he'll be looking at the potential projects that could come from wherever he chooses to move but Arsenal as far as I'm aware have indeed sent scouts to Brazil to watch Endrick play so uh, maybe it'll be Endrick and Danilo ending up at Arsenal in the future uh, let's go to Neil. It says, relax, people, because Mikel is building a squad of quality, which means that we will have multiple options. Doesn't mean players like Tierney will be sold. City have players that miss games as well. Absolutely, they do. Um, Delips is will playing higher-level friendlies, Serie A team, with all the Italians and them uh, playing in te- intensely, giving us respect, etc. The Newcastle put us at the first level up in the January, even though their form doesn't die off. Yeah, I mean... It'll be interesting seeing whether or not the high-level friendlies against the likes of Milan and Lyon and Barcelona will allow that level of intensity that's going to enable you to play into the Premier League return, you know, as as fast and as hard as you need to be. That Newcastle game that we've got early on in January, and we've got West Ham, of course, and Brighton, which are two fixtures that you wouldn't say are necessarily easy in any way, even though Brighton lost to Aston Villa at home and uh and West Ham have not had the best starts the season either you know there's still games that we need to give our full to we need to make sure that we're going into those with an intensity that is off the back of some friendlies but players will be returning to Arsenal having not played in those friendlies and probably be expected to start so it's impossible to know but I think it's good that the club are implementing friendlies so that we can then build up that momentum still not be waiting around for six weeks or not just training for a certain number of weeks I think what we're trying to do is ultimately for the benefit of us and our form, and it is going to be the better thing for the club to be able to do. Um, Football Focus says, uh, who's your choice, Tom? Gakpo or Mudrik? It's a great question, and honestly would be very happy with either. Um, I find myself going back and forth between the two day by day. I see the benefits of the goal-scoring abilities of Gakpo, but I see the potential and the pace and the speed and the technical ability of Mudrik as well. I would be happy with either, um, but I maybe would lean slightly towards Mudrik, weirdly, um, even though I feel that Gakpo's more versatile to play as a centre-forward. Maybe I prefer that. I I can't pick football-focused. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to be a sit on the fence and annoy you. I'd be happy with either, uh, honestly. Uh, Tom, is Lokonga's time up? Uh, not in the squad on Saturday. Love the show, mate, from Derek. Uh, thank you, Derek. Uh, in terms of Lokonga's time, I think that he needs a loan next season. I think that's that will determine his potential future. Send him on loan next season, maybe to Marseille. Who knows? We have a good relationship with them. 
and uh, let's see what he can do. But I wouldn't. I don't want to end his Arsenal career here and now, sitting in November of 2022. I think there's a long time potentially left for Lukonga, but he needs more regular minutes. And I think a loan would be the right step forwards. In the summer, he had absolutely no intention of leaving the club. I heard from people very close to the player that he had absolutely no intention and he wanted to remain at Arsenal and he was focused on Arsenal. That might come back to bite him a bit, but we'll see. Um, Moyne says, hey, Tom, uh, unusual question again. Do you know when we'll have the Arsenal away jersey back in stock? I've been waiting too long for that one. I don't, unfortunately. I think your best bet is to, you know, walk into your local JD Sports or, you know, if you, I suppose if you're not in the UK, then you won't be able to do that. But wherever your local kind of athletics shops are um, and look for them there, that's the only way I can think to get hold of one as soon as possible. Very difficult. They're very popular for obvious reasons because they're very, very nice. So, yeah, but it's very, very tricky indeed to try and find one. Um, but I'm sure they'll be making more. They won't want to miss out on losing potential more merchandising. That's for sure. Uh, and you'd want to think they'd stock them up by Christmas. That that would be what you would think that they would want to do as well. Uh, Isola says, what made Newcastle a lucrative club all of a sudden that Arsenal did not have, having the past six years without Europe? One, of course, is the massive potential of wages that they can pay to players. You know, Arsenal have never been able to offer that to players of a level that you wouldn't expect it to pay. So Bruno Gimaraes, for example, I can't see Arsenal paying him the amount that Newcastle offered to pay him coming off the back of his move from Leon, I just can't see that. So the attraction of wages is certainly there. They have this intention that they're kind of saying that they're going to go off and, and get into European football and, of course, try and compete for the big honours as well in the, in the near to, to long-term future. And I think that when you see Newcastle sitting where they are in the league already, that is obviously going to give them and any of their targets the encouragement. They're going to make good on that promise as well. So... That's why, whereas Arsenal didn't necessarily have that same level because they could never guarantee in terms of competition. They had a bit of a reputation for getting stuck in one position and not moving forwards. They then moved backwards and thankfully we're starting to see uh, a significant upturn as well. So that's why there's been a difference, I so well, but it's a frustrating one. Uh, and uh, yeah, Arsenal are going to have to compete with a new beast in the Premier League, unfortunately, and not a particularly nice one. Anyway, um, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I've gone over a little bit, but there's nearly a thousand of you watching, which, as I say, for the first show of our World Cup series uh, covering Arsenal's news means a hell of a lot. So thank you so much to everybody that has tuned in and listened and dropped a like and subscribed. Thank you for all of your time. Uh, really, really appreciate it. I will see you uh, this evening, of course, on the Arsenal Lounge for our usual Monday night podcast. I'll also see you uh, a little bit later on this morning over on the Arsenal Way. We'll be doing a show over there at 10 a.m. as well. Uh, and other than that, I'll see you tomorrow morning, rounding up all the latest Arsenal news and views, questions and queries galore, I'm sure. Thank you, and I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. 
Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.